When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Season 14, Episode 17, a.k.a. Decision Day. We did it, Joe. We made it here. Hi, Aid. How are you? Hi, Tane. I'm great. <laughs> I am in shock. I'm in awe that we made it to decision day for the fourth time. <laughs> this is our fourth season and our fourth decision day. Can you imagine? Is it really? Oh my Can God. I do math? Yes, it's our yes. I had to check, but it is. It is right. New Orleans, Atlanta. No, yeah, New Orleans, Atlanta, Houston, and now Boston. Oh my God. <laughs> We made it here. Sorry, guys. I got a cold again in case I, I sound nasal, but you can hear me okay, I hope. But yeah, I mean, are we shocked or are we shocked? Well, you did text me right before. I'm not going to be shocked if everyone says yes. <laughs> you know how proud I was of myself? I was like, I'm so glad I texted her because I had the thought and then I was like, I better preserve this in writing because it might happen. <laughs> my response was like, oh God. <laughs> because, and my oh God was you're probably right. Like it shouldn't be. Everyone would be like, a lot of people were like, everything should be a hard no. Like on the maths bingo sheet, someone had like put a big X on it. I was like, that should be decision day. And I'm like, <laughs> it's not going to be the case. I think what I'm shocked about is like, not a single no. Like not one, like one person say yes. And like not a single no, but I mean, good on them. But this just makes me ready for the reunion because no way in hell this stays no way in hell i i agree although i only actually think one couple are broken up i think one and a half i think olajuwon katina good i think steven noya good my maybes remain the same maybes that i had for yesterday which was um lindsay and mark and michael and jasmina after party if I had just watched the show, I would have very different feelings about Jasmine and Michael. But based on After Party, I'm like, oh, I'm not worried about them. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Any housekeeping for the people? You guys, we posted a 90 Day Fiance mm, Thoughts episode on our Patreon. Um, if you want to hear a discussion about breastfeeding, you know, you should go there. And... <laughs> Uh, we will definitely be doing more episodes of 90 Day Fiance on Patreon over the next couple months. 
Yeah. For more context, we appreciated the comments on the breastfeeding. Like, you know, we made a comment during the episode about breastfeeding because there is a character on there who's still breastfeeding her. Is he 19-month-old kid? 17 months. 17-month-old. And we put the caveat. I mean, we're not moms, and we're just talking about it from our perspective. And we got perspectives from people who are actually moms. So it was good. Again, we as we mentioned, we like when you guys interact with us. So thank you for the comments. And if you aren't on our Patreon, you should go check it out. We have a lot of bonus episodes in addition to the 90 Day Fiance. And as you can see, the show is coming to an end. Um, After these next two reunion episodes, we will be in the off season. And in the off season, we are on Patreon. So go find us there. Yep. Tane, what is going on on social media? I went back and forth on if I should source out some social media and I was out of town, but I got a little something. So Clara did a video and wished the couples happy maths decision day. And then she said, marriages are like pancakes. No shame in throwing the first one out. And you know, there's some people who don't have a sense of humor and writing comments like marriage is a serious institution, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, guys, like, I mean, if you watch the show, like she's been through a lot and you know, whatever, (laughs) it didn't work for her. And then, you know, Rachel from Houston, you know, put the crying, laughing emoji and Clara just followed up and she's like, listen, this is how people end up staying in a marriage that doesn't work for them. It was the best thing she ever did. And if you're in a marriage where you feel like no matter what you do, it's never going to be good enough and you feel trapped and you're not yourself, like you should get out. I echo the sentiments. I'm not saying like marriage isn't serious, but if you're unhappy and I don't think you should willingly stay in something that makes you unhappy. So, and plus it was just a joke. I think she was just making fun of her situation during maps. I agree with all of what you just said. I think there's something about TikTok videos or the reels, I guess, that people are doing on Instagram now that no matter what you're saying, it seems unserious because of the medium. Yeah. And I feel like that's what how Clara comes off all the time on these videos that she posts mm-hmm. that I don't really watch. I just see screenshots. Mm-hmm. It just seems unserious. So I can understand her getting a little bit of blowback, even though yeah. they're wrong. <laughs> like, honestly, I've never seen a Clara video. Like, a lot of the mouse uh, past participants, I've seen videos where I'm like, eh. But I've never seen a Clara video where I'm like, oh, girl, maybe you shouldn't have. Like, it's just... It's all fun and games. Like, people forget. Like, a divorce. I know people say divorce is like a death. Uh, still on the fence about that. But it's a lot for someone to go through. So, I mean, if she's just finding some humor in it, I don't know. It's not that serious, but whatever. <laughs> um, Baby Randalls, they are chugging along, and they're actually having, like, a virtual baby shower. I didn't quite understand if it's for, like, fans or something. I got that vibe. But anyways, 24 days till their due date. I can't believe it. I feel like they just announced a pregnancy. But 24 days till we see Aww. baby Randall. So cute. We saw... And we don't know the gender of baby Randall, do we? No. Okay. No, we do not. But it's just kind of surreal. Like, we saw... When you see the when, when these couples go full circle, like, we literally saw when they met... And then you see them have a kid or have families. Like it's, it's you know, when mouse works, it works. It's nice to see. Um, Elijah had a birthday on Tuesday. I don't know why that's news, but I just used it as a segue to say, you know, when the show is over, then their social medias can open. And I'm just hoping that Elijah accepts our Instagram request. <laughs> Because we've had a lot to say <laughs> about him. I mean, people like Brett have not accepted our request. We're still there. <laughs> so 
Um, I don't have any other social media, but I wanted to bring up a question. We got a question from a listener. Hi, Rachel. And for those of you who don't know, um, I have a second podcast and it's basically Sex in the City. It's called The Rewatch. And we just rewatching Sex in the City from beginning and looking at it through the lens now that we're older and talking about relationships and all the shenanigans that the girls went up with. So Rachel asked if I thought Noi wanting to keep her apartment was the same or different from Carrie wanting to keep her apartment when she got married to Big. Um, I thought it was a very good question and a very interesting question, but I don't think it's the same. My feelings for Noi aside, um, Carrie owned her apartment and with everything that she's been through with Big, I mean, I can kind of, you know, I can kind of see why she might want some little <laughs> insurance. It was a lot. <laughs> for so what you're saying is Big, no, uh, Steve and Big are not quite the same. Not quite the same. Like, I just feel like, so from Jump, and I said in a previous episode, like, Noi just seems to be saying things just to say things without actually thinking it through. So I think it was a punishment. I said it like, because he didn't get a job, I'm just going to keep this because you think I don't, because her whole fear or insecurity is she didn't want to live terms, live her life on somebody else's terms, like her ex. So she just wants to feel like she owns something. But if I'm remembering correctly, if it was like a studio, it wasn't like an apartment complex, that person could just tell you move out or say, I want to sell it. Like it's not just, it didn't make any sense to me. It wasn't logical to me. And again, it, when you own your apartment, you know, you can sell it. It's an investment and stuff. And by the end of this episode, we saw her say she wants to move in with Steve. Like, again, no weight to any of her thoughts. So I thought it was different. But I appreciated the question. And thank you for listening to both. AJ, you had something you wanted to share? So imagine my surprise today when I look on our Instagram. And I see that me and Michaela Amani Clark went to the same college <laughs> not at the same time i graduated years before her but she posted a 10-year anniversary of her graduating college and it was actually a very nice post but i was like i recognize that tower in the back that's the bell tower from college <laughs> oh the name of the college sam houston state university that's where me and michaela both attended schools oh nice 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 all right so, Aid, what did you think about the episode? The Decision Day episode is such... It's, it's great and it's terrible. The great part is, I want to know what these people's decisions are. The terrible part is, I don't think it should take one hour, 40 minutes to do it. <laughs> I mean, that's a moot point now when it comes to maps. Again, they're going to milk this dry every single minute that they can. I don't mind the episode because it's kind of like, what is it? What is it? Yes, no, yes, no. My only gripe is that thing they introduced in New Orleans, that weird voiceover that they have to do. It's still odd to me. It's still awkward to me and it doesn't feel natural. That's the only thing that I have an issue with with the episode. But other than that, it's like closure. <laughs> like finally, everything we've been through, we, we know what the end result is for now. <laughs> I truly feel you could watch, you could skip the first 16 episodes of Watch Decision Day and you would have a pretty good summary of everything that had happened. That's actually true. It's really, and to think that it's not as bad as, like, again, you know, we just covered Chicago from previous seasons. Guys, if you think this is bad, like if you're a new viewer, back in the day, we covered it and 
we had to watch an entire hour or something of, of this couple's doing God knows what, but they recapped it like full recap where you didn't even have to watch the season at all. Like it was way worse than what this is now. I felt like the Chicago decision date was better because it was actually a combination of like last week and this week in one, in one hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway. Yeah. But um, yeah, we could go into the couples. We'll start with Jasmina and Michael. When they came in first, Aid, what was your thought? They're going to say yes, because they wouldn't yeah. coming, be coming in first unless they say yes. <laughs> Once I saw Jasmina in the orange dress, I had flashbacks of um, Karen and Miles. And I'm like, remembering when Miles said that he was going to say no, but then he saw her in that dress and was like, I'm going to say yes. Jasmina looks amazing. So I'm like, no way, Michael's not going to say yes. But is she going to say yes? But anyways, Michael says that he's content with his decision, but also feeling very anxious, not knowing how things are going to unfold. So we see the experts, they have this new, well, maybe it's not new. The experts sit down, do a little powwow about the couples, and then they ask them. I feel like they ask them a lot more questions this season, but it could be a recency bias thing, so I don't know. Um, the experts talk about them, and I'm actually surprised at the reaction that they haven't had sex. Because to me, they're not the first couple that haven't had sex. I mean, Elijah Wan and Katina haven't had sex. And there have been other couples who haven't had sex that still said yes on decision day. So why are they going so hard on them? Like, I don't understand. They're not the first couple that haven't had sex that still said yes. Is the sex supposed to be representative of like, it's not just sex. They don't kiss. They don't do anything intimate. I feel mm-hmm. like sex is like a euphemism for affection or intimacy. Because even Katina and Olajuwon, I feel like they are doing stuff, if you will. Jasmine and Mike are not doing stuff. I get it, but I hate going back to Karen and Miles, but they were doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't even want him in the space. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And they're the ones that I even remember. I'm trying to think of Jamie and Doug. At least they kissed, but after that, it was like not even that close, but they didn't go so hard on them. Like, I get it. It's the big, it's the one missing thing in their relationships, but I just felt like they went harder at them. Because if we're doing like they're doing stuff, they could do the same for Olajuwon, like well, they did say they're attracted to each other, so it's not the same. But anyways, Jasmina, once again, in a lovely orange dress, as Dr. Pepper wonders if they're compatible or if they're just friends. So we get that weird voiceover thing that they do where they describe their partner and their journey. They talk about the good things and they talk about the bad things. And then Michael walks in looking really nice. And Jasmina walks in and she's like, okay, suit, okay. <laughs> they're just... They really have really strong big friend energy, though, in the room. And they hug. And then they recap their journey again because we just didn't listen to it. And Michael says how their romance and physical part is kind of at a standstill. And Pastor Cal is like, what do you mean, kind of? I'm not going to lie. That was my thought, too. I'm like, when he said kind of, I was like, is he going to drop something? Did they do something? So he asks um, Jasmina. She says she agrees. Jasmina says that she just hasn't been feeling it and people forget that their first month wasn't great at all and they didn't speak. I'm like, girl, let that go. Now you're speaking. Like, it doesn't matter. So she says that there have been two times in their entire relationship where she was ready for a divorce. She says that she has this fear that she's not going to get there. But then, you know, they do things like they hold hands, put her legs over him, and when he holds her hand, she doesn't pull back. 
So Pascal asks if they cuddle, and she says that, you know, one time he cuddled her and touched her booty. And Pascal is being all, was it a slap? Wasn't it? I thought that was awkward. I don't That whole thought conversation. It was interesting because the way they answer questions. I was so glad the experts like probed them. Like, was yeah. it a problem? Were you happy about it? Did it like I enjoyed that actually? There was still no answers because this is just me, not Michael. I was still confused by the end of it, but I was like, okay, I'm glad someone asked. Yeah, they weren't really answering the questions. So Pascal asked, okay, if if they cuddle, and she says yes, like okay, he cuddled her, touched her booty, and then she said she tries to explain how he rolled over and palmed her butt, and she was taken aback. Michael just insists, like he had no recollection of this. He was dead sleep. And she, she, she's the one who told him in the morning and he didn't even know what happened. To me, that would have just deaded the conversation. But Jasmina and then Pascal, like you said, kept prodding like, okay, but the most important thing is like, how do you feel? How did you feel about it? And Jasmina was like, well, I wasn't like, oh, hell no. But at this point, honestly, Aid, I caught myself cheesing because on they're cute. I just don't understand this void, but they're cute together. They They're laugh a lot adorable. and it's it's infectious. So Michael says, you know, she wasn't really taken aback, but he wasn't sure if it was something she didn't want to get. They speak in double negatives. I don't have time for that. It's late at night. It's two hour show. Like, keep it moving. <laughs> then <laughs> they talk a lot about the booty to the point where Dr. Pepper is like, we're all in the booty train here. Dr. Viviana is very tickled by that and puts her hand over her mouth and chuckles like a little school kid. I'm like, wow. It's not that deep, but okay. <laughs> Pascal says he's asking if it's okay for him to initiate unsolicited acts of affection or intimacy. <gasps> that was long. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> what, are, what are we asking? And then just using the word unsolicited acts of, ugh. But Jasmina doesn't really answer and says she thinks that he would know whether she, she he can or not. And he's like, no, I haven't known. That's why it hasn't happened. <laughs> Michael says that he thinks that it's the thing that makes them not 100% in the marriage. Pascal tells them that sometimes people separate friends and married and get stuck on the fact that they're friends and that's, you know, all they can be. He asks all the experts, is your spouse your best friend and all that. I think, you know, for once, Pascal did say something that's true. Like, they just met. So they're putting too much pressure on themselves. Like, if we're in a friend zone, that's all we can be and he can't progress. So Jasmina goes first. And my heart sank because I'm like, uh, if she's going first, does that mean she's saying yes? And I don't think in my heart of hearts, I thought she was going to say yes. But You really didn't think she was going to say yes? Um, I wasn't 100%. And I just wow. didn't. I, yeah, I wasn't 100%. It was like 50-50. So she says she didn't even think that she would want to be around him when in the beginning of their journey. And at the end of the day, she feels like she doesn't know him enough. I rolled my eyes. Michael has given everything, everything and said everything. And yet, every single time, Jasmina says she doesn't know him enough. But I wonder what she needs to know. So, but she wants to get to know him more and stay married. And Michael turns to her and it's his turn. And it was cute. And he's like, hi. And they hold hands. <laughs> and she goes, what's up? And then he says he went into the marriage determined to give 100%, but they have one big elephant and his biggest worry is that if they never get there and it terrifies him, but he's not ready to work, walk away from this marriage. And if they remove all the cameras and all the extra ish, 
that he thinks that they will probably be further along. And Jasmina says that she agrees. The experts are so excited because this is all they look forward to, to high five each other. Jasmina says that she's relieved that he didn't say no to her because she was going to flip a table. <laughs> <laughs> and um, now they can spend time and work on themselves without other people. Michael says he feels good about his decision and too much of a, and there was just too much of a foundation to walk away. And this is their new day one. I wished they could have at least just given each other a peck or something, but I knew that was too much to ask for, but we got our first. Yes. I found it very interesting that they approached it the way we always tell people to approach it. They didn't say we're in love. We're going to be together forever. They said, let's get away from these cameras and see what happens. We like yes. each other enough to just keep on going. Yes, they did. That's smart. We'll be right back, guys. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. So next up is Katina and Olajuwon. <sighs> Prayers were sent up that someone would say no <laughs> from the jump. Um, I did um, I did enjoy somewhat the experts with their brief little sitting around talking mm-hmm. about the couple before the couple came in. Mm-hmm. Because this is where Dr. Viviana said that they have a testing dynamic where he gives her a test that she's supposed to pass. And I was like, thank you someone for calling this out. Yeah, she hit the nail on the head. They tried to say that he's critical and she's slow to open up. And I felt like it was just like, because we're criticizing him, we have to come up with something to criticize her. And it didn't really feel true. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Pepper says she hopes that they will continue along their path. And I was like, why? Why do you hope that? <laughs> For their track record, aid. <sighs> so they do the retrospective. Katina says... Oh, her first impression of Olajuwon is that he's had a nice spot, smile. 
He's handsome. He has a nice body. She says that she's gotten to know him. He's big on family. He, she likes that about him. He's attentive and thoughtful. And I'm like, where, where? She told the experts that she didn't want passive, but she got more than she bargained for. And that marriage is more work than she thought. She says Elijah doesn't think she can go to school and be a wife, but she knows what she's capable of. And if he doesn't believe that, maybe he's not the man for her. I was like, let's let's continue with that energy. Elijah <laughs> says when he first saw Katina, he thought that she was beautiful and that their chemistry is easy. And he wants, this is what I mean. We've heard this all season. He wants traditional. Someone who enjoys cooking and cleaning. I swear there are humans on earth who enjoy cooking. I've never <laughs> met anybody who enjoys cleaning. You clean because you don't want to live in a dirty house. No one enjoys it. There are people who enjoy it. They say it's therapeutic. If you offered them a maid, you know they would take it. <laughs> because no one actually enjoys cleaning. <laughs> Ten people will be in the comments talking about I love cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> he says she's getting better, but she's not there yet. And he repeats his whole thing about she wants to travel and how is he going to ensure that she makes him happy? If they can't get on the same page, he's not sure they can do this chapter. So then Olajuwon walks into the experts. He looks a little nervous. He looked very nice. I'd like to suit. In fact, all the guys I think had very, I was like, did they get them stylists? Usually <laughs> one man will be a little off. The girls will look phenomenal. But I, what? No, I'm agreeing with you. I'm okay. like last year, Johnny's suit was like terrible. <laughs> it didn't this fit. year, everybody, Elajuwon included, looked great. Yeah, their suits were tailored and everything. Although I was surprised, like um, Pascal or whoever said, "Did you get a haircut?" I'm like, he's had that haircut for a while. Hasn't he seen him? I thought they said they always talk to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> also looked great because she looks great in most things i wasn't really a fan of the dress i like all of their dresses actually it was like a slip dress but it was nice it was simple you, we've was gone nice. over this i don't like slip dresses <laughs> <laughs> not because they look bad i just feel like there's no design involved there's no styling involved it's just like here put on some underwear um <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> her dips were showing her nips always show. That's a given with Katina. She always wears dresses that don't require bras because she can pull it off and they're always out there saying hi. <laughs> um, apparently the one night they spent apart is the longest they've been apart since they've been married. <laughs> really? But they talked. <laughs> Are they allowed to? I mean, I guess there's no rule against it. Oh, okay. Because if they're, they're allowed if they can speak to each other, why separate them in the first place? <laughs> So they talk about the best things they've experienced. These two still cannot say gondola. <laughs> and then I love how he's like, I'm not sure I'm saying it right. And no, no he, what do those experts say? It's gondola. No, he said, I can't believe I'm saying it right. And then Dr. Viviana chuckled like, mm, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> still calling it a gondola. They both call it a gondola. <laughs> oh, man. He says... He's learned and married at first sight. Anything can be fixed. And Dr. Pepper says she wants it on a t-shirt. <laughs> they talk about how they haven't had sex. And Olajuwon says it made them stronger. 
And basically, this was like a process for him that he didn't want to have sex with her because he did actually want to be married to her. And I think it's strange, but I believe him. No, I, I no, I believe him. I believe him. It made sense. I mean, I think you offered that um, as a reason when we were speculating, like, have they had sex? Have they not? And you were like, he said, he said that from jump, but I think he thought it was a possibility. Other people have been like, he's been withholding sex to control her. <laughs> I don't, I will say this. I don't believe that. I think it really is for him. He, if he had slept with her too early, he would have no respect for her. But yeah. I also think that's a problem. <laughs> yeah. That's what you said back then. You were like, that means you need to regulate. <laughs> you should be able to control. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Katina says that she will not compromise on her education. When Dr. Pepper asks about timelines, she says she can travel, but it can't be twice a month. Like he wants. I'm like, what kind of money the two, do you have a large one that you think you can travel twice a month? Here's the funny part. Oh, I don't keep talking about traveling and traveling. All I know is when they went on the gondola ride, she's the one that had been places and he'd never been. He hasn't listed one place that he's been to. So I don't know if he's just saying things to say things or if he really does want to travel or it's just another test for Katina. I think that's the idea, though. He hasn't been anywhere, so he wants to go places. Oh, I just... Mm, okay, that that's a lot of pressure like for was he i guess my question is was he waiting to have a wife why couldn't you just travel like i feel like for someone who doesn't want any responsibility or to take care of anything or whatever the best time to travel is by yourself right so why haven't you done that were you waiting for a wife like you were waiting for a wife to cook or to eat (laughs) um i guess because now he's all about the travel life i feel like we're gonna get to the reunion and they would have been on like one trip because that's like one trip every three months is, is still quite a bit of travel, but it's totally achievable. Yeah. Oh, Pastor Cal asks about their roles, and Katina says that he wants his wife to look and clean to cook and clean, and it's a big sac he says it's a big sacrifice for him because Katina doesn't have that skill. Katina is like, I'm no chef, but my food is edible. And he disagrees. He was so rude. So rude. His whole like speech when it gets to the end is is really bad he's basically like i will make the sacrifice to be with katina Mm. (laughs) i was like please if i was katina i'm like you don't please you don't have to um I I, i was like why did no one ask him what he has or will be sacrificing he'll be sacrificing his want for dinner i guess on the table every night that to him is a sacrifice also, or randomly. you could learn to cook, and then you wouldn't have to sacrifice anything. <laughs> also, while he was making his speech, he said, if my mind's met, it's met. <laughs> I'm not making fun of him. It's just, he has a way with words that's actually hilarious. I know he's trying to say, if my mind's made up, it's made up. But he said, if my mind's met, it's met. And I was <laughs> like, that's funny. Katina is the first one to go. And she says, I enjoy my time with you. I feel a bond with you. And even though you feel our timelines aren't matching for her, it's not a deal breaker. She wants to stay married. And like Jasmine and Michael, she's like, well, I think we need more than just the eight weeks. <sighs> a large one starts his with, when I came into this marriage, I asked for a woman who was more established in life. And there are reasons that I would say no today. But I will say this. I love our chemistry. I love who you are as a person. I love to be around you. Your effort is what has made me overlook all these things. Mm. Lord, take me now. Basically, <laughs> you suck, but you tried real hard. Ooh. Like, it's terrible. 
And then the next thing you know, he starts talking about his dad and his dad gave him the advice that sometimes you need to live in the moment and you don't always know what's next for you. And I think he thinks his dad has chosen this woman for him and no one knows this, but today's his dad's birthday. Then he starts crying and they hug and she's like, why didn't you tell me it was your dad's birthday? I thought that was a very big thing. I, I mean, I understand why he didn't say it. He, yeah. Oh, anyway. So then Dr. Viviana and Dr. Pepper start crying because it's the anniversary of his dad's passing and it's decision day. Those are two pretty big things. Yeah. And he says he'd rather have a girl. <laughs> he'd rather have a girl who doesn't have things than have a girl who has everything and doesn't give any effort. And that is how he says that he would love to continue his marriage with Katina. This is the, I could not understand. Am I the only one who just thought this was the worst way to say yes? I mean, it's on brand. Elijah one cannot give Katina like a full compliment. He has to bring her down a peg. Then he gives a compliment, bring her down a peg and then take her on a whole ride and then end it with something nice. Because at the end of the day, my message is good anyways. So. So yeah, there's another one who said yes. Probably shouldn't have. (laughs) I, I did not feel a single moment of joy that they said yes. Not one. I mean, as Pascal posted on his Instagram that um, everybody has their own journey and every marriage is different. So maybe they found their groove. As we saw in After Party, he's dropped the whole cooking thing. So maybe he's changed. I mean, I, I do think there's a genuine affection that they have for each other. It's just unfortunate that she has to, from what we saw, it almost feels like she has to earn it. It's almost like a raffle. You put quarters into the, not a raffle, but like a payphone. You got to keep putting quarters in there to get a dial tone. So she has to keep doing things for him to say, okay, you did good. You did good today. You did good today. So I'm just hoping he's learned from it. And again, without the cameras, because honestly, these cameras and the shooting schedule and all the things has to ha- like add an extra layer of pressure. Yes. That makes everything stress. Yeah. So I'm hoping for the best because honestly, if they truly, you know, love each other, again, Jamie and Beth. Jamie and Beth. Still together. Yeah. Yeah. After all these years. So, yeah. I think the thing I find interesting is like after they meet, they do confessionals separately. They never do like a couple confessional after they've done their decisions. I thought that was interesting. That was interesting. So. They pop their champagne, which is just like, you know, now we know it's not even real champagne. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe this one is because it bubbled like one. Maybe, maybe. Because it's the end. They're not going to do anything or film or whatever. Kind of, I think. <laughs> Pastor Cal stays on brand by telling them to go do what married folks do. You are not wrong. That man is obsessed with <laughs> with sex, especially with the black couples. So... <laughs> So, uh, yes, yes. Okay. So we move on to Steve and Noy. I'm very surprised that they came next. I truly thought they were going to be last. And, well, at that moment, I knew. <laughs> they always end with a couple saying yes. So when Steve yes. and Noy came out, I was like, well, first off, I'd, anyway. When Steve came out with the flowers, I was like, well, the mystery's gone here. Um. Yeah. So... 
Noi said that the night before she was thinking about all the things they need to work on while Steve says that he's a bit fearful that Noi might get cold feet. To me, that was a giveaway. They've talked about it. For you to get cold feet, you've agreed on something and then cold feet means changing your mind. So they talk about their financial struggles. So, um, but looking back at Noi and Steve's package, it was really cute. I was looking at it. I was like, oh, they were cute until Noi started to annoy me and then he just kind of tainted it for me. But then Noi walks in in a very pretty pink dress. And she says that she wishes they had more time. Steve walks in with flowers and says he's nervous with butterflies. And no matter how the day goes, he wants her to know that he cares for her deeply and wishes her the best no matter what. He gives flowers to Dr. Pepper and Dr. Viviana and gives the rest to Noi. Dr. Pepper asks if they missed each other. And Noi says it was hard being away from him. And I chuckled. I'm like, aren't you the one who plans on living apart? Like, how was that hard? That's the life that you want, right? <laughs> so <laughs> they ask about the wedding which I thought was weird maybe not weird just random like why are they asking about the wedding they've talked to each other since then like it, they just I guess they sounded like they hadn't seen them since the wedding why are they asking about that filler I don't I, <laughs> why would we try to figure out why why they do what they do we know, like, I have a feeling this decision day took two days, which means each couple took a half day. Mm. They had to fill a half day. <laughs> asking questions. So Steve says that he's been feeling pretty good in the last few weeks and things have been good. Noi reaches for his hands. I was like, wait, Dr. Pepper hasn't asked for your decision yet, but um, I guess she just wanted to tell him something. They hold hands and she says how she loves how in the middle of an argument, she he still looks out for her and it's probably not the most fun time for him, but he's so wonderful at comforting her when she's with him and she knows that she's safe with him and she thanks him for that. And then she tears up and Steve just moves closer and hugs her and is rubbing her arm and Dr. Viviana starts crying again because she's been crying all day. <laughs> <laughs> and Pascal asked, what do you talk about uh, Dr. Viviana's outfit? Did you like it? I did like it. I liked it. It was very flattering on her. So, And I also discovered that she has a style page. I didn't know that, but now I know. She has a style page? Separate yeah. from her regular Instagram? Yes. And then it has details on all her dresses and stuff like that. So, yeah. So... Pascal asks why that is so important for her. And she says she hasn't really felt safe to express these emotions in past relationships. She didn't feel safe in those moments and she never feels that way with him or feels like he thinks like she's crazy or he's judging her or thinking less of her. Honestly, Noi, that is a gift to just be able to be yourself without someone judging. And then you're hung up on a job. I mean, a job is important. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Give him time to prove that he's a bum. Like, he hasn't shown that he's a bum. So, Anyway, she says that they still have things to work out, and they are similar. She says it's not realistic that things will be 50-50 when they talk about, you know, the chores and stuff. Steve, you know, Steve never lets things go when he knows he has to put his foot down. He's like, I understand, but that I cook, I clean, and it would be nice if you contributed and it shouldn't be too much to ask. And I should be able to freely ask for help the same way you ask for me. Noi says, well, when you're with someone, you should be able to give freely and do things without even thinking twice about it. Steve says he needs balance and he can't do everything. 
But I'm like, no, you're not even thinking once about it. Like he's your safe space, but you're not doing that for him. You're not his, what's the word, Aid? Soft landing? <laughs> a soft place to land. A soft place to land. I'm sorry. <laughs> so he says, like, if this is how it is now, what happens when they have children? He just feels like he has to take a significant load. Noi says, well, he just has to trust that she'll pick up the slack when need be. And the same for him, especially since he's still not working. And I swear I saw a smirk on Steve's face like, and there it is. It had to come up and here it is. <laughs> And then Pastor Gal again, ask a good question. He asked Steve, like, does it ever hurt your feelings whenever she makes references or comments about you not having a job? This man doesn't say, yes, he does. He's like, it's been challenging because, you know, I'm sure of myself and I know what I'm capable of, but sometimes it feels like she's giving off the impression that she doesn't believe what I am capable of or that she believes that I'm incapable and that doesn't sit right with me. Pascal says that when he met his wife, he was between jobs, but he had, and I quote, mad skills. <laughs> and that's why he connects with Steve because he sees himself in him. Hey, Aww. do you see Pascal in Steve? Mm, no, I, I don't. <laughs> but he says he believes that Steve is on his way to stratospheric heights. <laughs> Noi makes a face and I completely 100% without a doubt know that this was editing because we get a very clear voiceover from Pastor Cal because we do not see him saying it. But he says, Noi, just because Steve doesn't have a job now doesn't mean he won't be able to provide for you or your family later on. These eight weeks are only a snippet. And then we get uh, Dr. Viviana doing a weird nod, Noi doing a weird nod. And then you just know that this was an edit. I'm like, really? This is where you chose to put an edit? But okay. I think they did it a couple times with Steve and Noy. <laughs> so Steve says when they talk about their future and they get comfortable, it makes him feel special. And he can't think of anyone he would rather do this with, build a family with, and have arguably three children with, another Noy face. But his answer is absolutely yes. Oh. Noe takes a deep breath and was like, and she says, before coming into this day, they were talking about their issues and how they haven't come to a resolution that there's maybe still trust issues and he's still learning how to do that. But since he trusts her enough to take the next, next step, she would love to stay married with him. I'm like, isn't it married to him? But I don't know. But also they don't trust each other, but they love each other. this is the type of love that like it's cute and it's sweet has no foundation but it doesn't make me think that they'll never have a foundation yes it's just not quite there yet yes and it's funny how she keeps saying that he has trust issues she doesn't trust him either like she's giving so many reasons why she doesn't trust him but okay she doesn't trust him to pay rent which is very minimal very very minimal roof over our heads she's not quite sure She says in a short amount of time, he has taught her how to be vulnerable and she can be her true self. And Pascal is truly crying. So he really does see himself in Steve and they hug and the experts clap and they have their confessional. And Steve says like, you know, he's still a married man and it feels great. And it's the outcome that he was hoping for. And I'm just here like, oh, you're not going to propose here. This is where Vince gave Brianna a cheesecake. So. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Little did you know. (laughs) (laughs) 
So that was it for Stephen Noy. So last but not least is Lindsay and Mark. And I was like, I know based on maths, the last couple always says yes. Yep. But there was a part of me that was like, maybe they won't because there's no way, right? But then I was like, maybe they will because who? they're the last couple. Yeah. Okay. I just Ooh. I just thought they were going to be the Crescent page and it was going to be so long and there was going to be drama. So they saved them for the last so that they'll end on that note. But at the same time, like they haven't broken history in a while. They always end on a yes. Dr. Pepper says no couple has been more than, I'm sorry, no couple is more than a roller coaster than these two. Pastor Cal says, as long as they don't become accustomed to misery, because they're, you know, both so up and down. Dr. Viviana says they're high energy personalities with a caring side. And, you know, I'll give her that. That is an accurate description. Yes. Explosive fights and difficult communication has been their downfall. They show the wedding where they, you know, liked each other and had a good time. Although, like, when we first saw the wedding, I was like, oh, Lindsay's funny. And then I'm watching it after seeing her for eight weeks and I'm like, no, she's not funny. She's fucking annoying. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Tell us how you feel, Aid. Over. Mark says that Lindsay will tell you how it is, but that he wishes for more empathy. And sometimes he feels like a punching bag in this marriage. Then they show us more fights. It's like there's not a shortage with these two. Lindsay says that from day one, she knew why she was matched with Mike, Mark. I almost called him Mike. And that Mark makes her laugh. And that she wishes Mark would show his appreciation more. And they show this whole package of Lindsay saying over again, her pulling back, her pulling out. Uh, pulling away, pulling, pulling, pulling. (laughs) She also complains about his social media use. They have so many greatest hits of like negativity and arguing for these two. At this point, were you still thinking it was a yes? (laughs) I I knew it was a yes, but my mind couldn't reconcile. Like, why would they show me this and then show these people saying yes? There was just a lot of negativity. I was like, whoa. Mark walks in to the experts looking good. Looking good. Looking good. (laughs) Lindsay comes out and my only issue is that she picked a long dress. I think if that dress had been short, it would have been better. But the color of the dress really drew out her eyes, which I usually don't notice that type of stuff. But I thought she looked really good. Yes. The only thing I thought was, isn't this the same dress she wore in After Party? But on After Party, wasn't it short? I don't know. It was like a... It was like a cocktail link. Because I remember she wore it and I made the comment like she was trying to match the chairs on After Party. And I just, then I realized, no, if it was long, we would have noticed. I don't know. But it it was the same um, style. But she looked good. It doesn't matter. She looked good. Even though if I had to pick a least dressed or least best dressed, it would be her. I'd rank her fourth. She looks good. because of the length. Yes, because of the length. It was just voluminous. It was just huge and all that. Yeah. Okay. It's like, you want to look good on decision day, but this was too much. So this or Merla's boots? <laughs> I would. I like Lindsay's dress more than I like Merla's boots. <laughs> I still like Merla's boots. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Lindsay sees Mark and she says, you look pretty good. And I was like, way to damn with faint praise. <laughs> Dr. Pepper says, you guys haven't, you know, talked to each other, but you matched. 
Um, I loved everything about Lindsay about her lipstick. At this point, I noticed the pink lipstick and I was like, oh, that color's not for you. <laughs> and you like pink, so that's saying a lot. Mark says the last two weeks have been pretty healthy. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of things have happened where they showed up for each other. But if this was week four or five, he would be more anxious. She cannot agree that the last two weeks have been good. She says only the last week has been good. They talk about how she knows now what he likes to eat. And Lindsay jokes about the heart of a man is through his stomach. And apparently he likes goldfish and sushi. I was like, what does the well, sushi we... thing something she introduced him to yes so okay all right he he'd never had sushi and now he likes sushi yeah. go Lindsay. <laughs> they both kind of talk about how they have had good low-key things to do together like being at home watching a movie um laughing together but then they did this whole thing where Lindsay was like you know we laugh together and they basically argue about whether or not he was actually laughing or was he scared of her? It was a real great conversation. It was. Um, <laughs> my notes say this was awkward for me to watch. Because she <laughs> That's did her- what I mean. That's what oh. I mean. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> that Corella laugh, it never is not awkward. Dr. Viviana says, yeah, you guys sprinkle in some serious stuff with all that laughter. You did a fertility test. And she talks about how at this stage, like, she wants to have a baby and then take the baby around the world in a backpack. Um, And some people want a house with a picket fence and neighbors on bikes. That's what Mark wants. Girl. It's like, (laughs) the more I think about this, the more this was very, very confusing. (laughs) The journey we went on. (laughs) Um, She had an interesting thing to say about his social media uh, usage. And she basically said she's been thinking about it a lot, but social media is a filter that adds negative and all these selfies with filters and screenshots. Um, And she makes the point that there are receipts everywhere. I think Mark has been sending messages about her and someone's been sending screenshots Mm -hmm. because she's like, I want him to know that whatever you say about me on social media will end up in my hands. And you should consider that going forward. The fact that they went to commercial gave me time to gather myself, I didn't know what to feel. Because we went from, they were talking about their good moment, talking about the laugh, and then Lindsay just turned serious, and then just went like, some people want the picket fence, but that's smart. And I'm like, that's a dig, right? Or she's yes. just saying people want things differently. Then she goes by the social media, and I just want you to know, and then her voice just went like grim, and I'm like, wait, what, what train am I on? Where are we going with this? <laughs> So because this is decision day, there's a mini therapy session. So we come back from commercial and Dr. Pepper is like, it sounds like you both want happiness and your comments are about trust, loyalty, and feeling secure. And we have to do work. So Mark, she says to Mark, what do you enjoy about social media? And he's basically like networking. <laughs> and Lindsay well, says sorry, I'm cute. sorry, but they arrived at that word for him. If he had said networking, that would have been fine. But his answer wasn't exactly the strongest. He's like, you know, if you go on social media, there are things you could get done faster than you could if you had done it regular. I'm like, what are you talking about? And then someone threw out networking. He goes, yeah, exactly that. And I'm like, okay. I think he wants more followers for his business. <laughs> I think he just needs a distraction. He really, I don't think Lindsay's wrong. I think he's addicted to social media like 90% of the world. 
and just say that. Like, you, there's not going to be a good reason. If you ask anybody, what is it that you like? I don't know. It's not going to be that. But Lindsay's being very judgy about it. Like, you're not perfect. she says actually makes a lot of sense to me. She says that it's, she thinks it's just attention. And that if, she says, if I feel bad, I'm just going to post a picture. So a whole bunch of people will say you look good. And I was like, you know, <laughs> she well, has a point. She does have a point, but everyone uses social media different. I'm pretty active on social media. I don't post my pictures on social media. So it's not, I mean, that's what, that's her experience. I think what I'm getting out of it is just, Lindsay does a lot of projection and she doesn't try to see the other point of view because honestly, even if he's doing that, so what? Like you're supposed to be accepting. There are things you do that are so strange to Mark, but they're probably just like, eh, it's what she likes. It's just what it is. But she's making it such a big deal. He posted for attention. Okay. Is he still kind to you? The individual posting for attention, that's one thing. But the part she said before, which is your shit talking got back to me. That's what I heard. Yes. I think that's a reason why she might be upset. Okay, yes, that's fair. Although it could still be sent through a text message. But yes, that's fair. Unless she's going to be mad at text messages too. But that's the thing with Lindsay. If you're mad about something, stick to the point. And just say what it is you're mad about, but don't project it into something and then say, that is the entire thing. That's my problem with Lindsay. She has a problem with Mark. She's going to make it into this whole Broadway production. And sometimes she veers a point. So after this very truly negative (laughs) package... Pastor Cal asked the question, <laughs> do you want to get married or get a divorce? Mark says, through this marriage, you have pushed me more than people have pushed me before. And I don't think I would have grown as much in the eight weeks if you hadn't been selected as my wife. You're worth it to say yes and continue to see where life takes us together. I'm telling you at this moment, I was like, it's because she cleaned out that house last week. He can't say no to someone who cleaned out his mother's house. I mean... Even if she didn't, she has done a lot. <laughs> she was there with the cat. She helped him clean his own house and all the other stuff. So I don't know. I don't know. Lindsay scared of her. Oh, well, that's that. He's like, she'll come in my sleep if I say no. <laughs> Lindsay says, can I get back to you in 24 to 48 hours? Ha 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 ha. Cruella laugh. And then she pulls out a button. Does he know what color? She's like, if it's uh, green. I can't remember what he said, actually. He made. He said, it better be green. Okay. And then Mark says, oh, she says, Mark, you may not be as adventurous and your food palette is not great, but I feel like you are good and kind. And then she pulls out the little green button to say, yes, yes, yes. The button says yes. I liked the callback because if we recall, her friend gave him a no button when they yeah. when they met him. Yeah. Was it the friend or the dad? I thought it was the friend. Okay. I, I thought that was a cute callback. But I mean, these two are doomed. I swear to you, by the time we get to the, to the reunion, they won't be together. <laughs> I mean, things like Lindsay saying, Mark was not everything I asked for, but he's everything I need. And she thinks they've had a meeting of the minds and are ready to grow old and die together. I do not agree. He's not leaving me before death. Till death do us part. I'm like, I've seen after party. I don't know about this. Mark says, for where I'm at today, I made the right decision. 
they're in a good place to move forward and they can grow together and make more memories. I did not even believe the words that were coming out of his mouth. <laughs> and that was it. I mean, they toasted and they said to the Mars or the mayors or the, whatever you say that last name. Um, they had a secret handshake. I didn't notice this. You didn't see was it. it they very have a whole, um, I don't know. They do it again afterwards. It's like they shake, they put their hands on their thumb. They do something with their feet and something, something, something. So good for them. Whose idea do you think that was? <laughs> Probably Lindsay. <laughs> and Marjorie's went along with it because honestly, it's a secret handshake. No, not difficult. <sighs> okay, time for a commercial. All right, we are back. So all four couples have done their decision day. Oh, except for one couple who did their decision day 43 days ago. Um, <laughs> um, and so we get to see the couples moving out. We miss, I mean, something I always enjoy seeing is the, the post decision days. One of you said no, packing up your stuff. We didn't get any of that because everybody said yes. <laughs> So we start with Olajuwon and Katina. Olajuwon says it's good to see Katina smiling. He's happy that they came to their answers. Olajuwon is excited that she's officially Mrs. Dickerson. And they're going to, the next chapter for them is to travel. And after she's done with school, (laughs) babies and life. Um, And they can't forget their photo album because they almost did. They packed up one box. I did not for one second. I was like, what are you, like, come on. This is so staged. They're coming back. But honestly, Aid, I promise you, at the reunion, they better give me, like, exotic locations that they've traveled to. Because the way we've heard about this travel so much, they better have. Six months is enough time to go somewhere. Or somewheres. <laughs> um, They talk about how this... Like, it's cute how everybody's like, this is our first home, and they're taking pictures, and, like, you know, they want to remember it. And um, Olajuwon says that he has a faith to create the energy everywhere. And Katina says they're the ones who will make it a home. And yeah, that was them. Uh, So next up is Stephen Noy. Um, Noy is talking about sprucing up Steve's house. So we're like, oh, guess she's moving in with Steve. She's telling him to get rid of the couch. He says, sure. Um, Noy says that she's decided to live in the same place so they can have a child. Girl. (laughs) No, just, just, she said they have to. I guess we have to raise a child. We have to live together. I mean, please don't, don't, don't kill yourself. Do, do, do this. She's glad to start planning the future. She wants to get another dog. She's working on Steve. She will post on social, but she'll ask if he's okay with it. And they take pictures on the balcony to remember their first house together. Jasmina and Michael, these two got me worried um, because they're packing up and they're talking about coffee not being good for you. Just a classic Michael and Jasmina scene. And Jasmina's like, yeah, I was always told it would stunt your growth. And Michael's like, that makes sense, which I think is a short joke about himself. It was funny. It is. <laughs> it was funny because, you know, she doesn't drink coffee. I don't think I noticed that. She said that um, when he made her coffee and she was like, no, I don't like coffee. So this is where we find out that Michael and Jasmina have decided they're not moving in together. And I was like, no. Nobody makes sense, Aid. They both have roommates. He has two. They need to figure it out and find a place. And, you know, there's not enough time. I mean, they probably should have thought about that before, but they didn't know where they were going to be. 
So and it I'm makes sure sense. they have leases. Like you said, they have roommates, and roommates usually have leases, so they wouldn't want to leave somebody high and dry or trying to sublet. Yeah. But for their marriage, I was like, I don't know about this. Mm. That's true, but I think it works. So they talk about how they hope that the cameras and the extraness go away and that their marriage will flourish. I have always said, like, when people are like, oh, it's the cameras, I've always been a little bit suspicious because oftentimes it wasn't just the cameras. Yeah, that's true. So we'll see. We'll see. But they say that in their time that they're going to live separately, they're going to use it to work on things and get there romantically. She makes a joke about how she, why do I have more stuff, but I'm done packing. And Mike says, not knowing how things will happen is anxiety inducing. It's nothing like he pictured, but it's up to me and her and he's looking forward to it. Uh, Lindsay and Mark, classic Lindsay and Mark, we find them playing with like, not the little Nerf gun. The like, I hate to say it, assault weapon <laughs> Nerf gun. One of my coworkers had these at her desk. I want one so bad. They look so fun. So Mark and Lindsay are working on their moving, and then they do a flashback to him giving her keys at decision day. And they talk, and the keys are to his grandmother's house, and they talk about how they're gonna redo his grandmother's house. I was like, did he say yes on decision day because he wants help remodeling this house? no i don't think so (laughs) she's done a lot um lindy says if like she's talking to us and she says if you could be a fly on the wall during renovations buckle up there are er visits in the future he asks how she'll pack it up and she says that's why she has a husband i guess to do all of her packing for her Lindsay says it's just the beginning for Mark and Lindsay and they'll surprise us. No, they will not surprise us because they will break up and that will not be a surprise to you. And we see the couples get all dressed up to meet up. I think this might be the smartest dressed set of couples because usually everyone just dresses, you know, for the night. Last time I think the Atlanta, they met up in Ryan's house, so it wasn't even anything. But the the everyone put their nicest Sunday wear, well, except the larger one. He wore a, sweat, a sweatshirt or something. At this point, I can understand if you're just tired. This is the last <laughs> thing. What, what am I? What is clean in my closet? Let's go. So they meet at it looks like a rooftop of somewhere, and then they're all talking, and then Chris joins them. Everyone's like, "Oh!" And I'm like, "Wow, they really do like Chris to bring him up." And then Alyssa walks in. I'm like, "Why would they do that to us?" It, you know that song, "Bitch, Don't Kill My Vibe." My vibe was absolutely killed when she walked in. I totally like removed her from my memory and she came in and then the interviews she's like she's not spoken to chris at all she says she has gotten past it and she hopes everyone else's marriage lasted longer than hers i'm like well technically they did you ended they did (laughs) that woman is a dark cloud she just walked in there was a happy vibe I don't know if it was for us, the viewers, or for the people who are actually at the party, but she just walked in and I was like, this party's dead. <laughs> she looked nice, though. I liked her dress. Um, Jasmina, in a confessional with Michael, says, Elisa walked in like it was her ex-husband's funeral. <laughs> <laughs> and they cracked up. They ask Alyssa how she's been, and she says, I'm good and disappointed in how we turned out. How is everybody doing? Somehow, Chris is the one who responded, probably an edit, but he's like, life has been calmer and no stress and anxiety or feeling like he has to push through things. <laughs> <laughs> and he has been dating again and they all applaud. 
The producers ask Lindsay to comment on how Alyssa is doing, and Lindsay says she doesn't give a shit about her. And she thinks she'll be doing the same thing for a while. She doesn't see any growth or change from her. I'm like, <laughs> you know what? For once, Lindsay, you're making sense. So Katina says that, you know, they decided to stay married. And Lindsay asked if they put the P in the V because it's Lindsay. And Elijah one said, well, after decision day, he had to go home and let loose with his wife. So I'm just like, well, is that a yes? Like, you can let loose by dancing. What does that mean? And then Katina adds, like, I'll just let y'all know that it was well worth the wait. And then we see a confessional, and a larger one tells us that, you know, they consummated the marriage, and it means so much to him because they are over the hump, and I don't think he realized that there was a pump. So out of, like, no pun intended. But he says it was beautiful, and it was great. So Jasmina says that, tells him that she's happy that he chose to lead with his emotion, and not his penis. In a confessional, Michael is saying that the, that it's such a it's such a dope thing what they have because you know he's dated around and Jasmina is like he's been hoeing. And I love Michael that. said, "I love that." I was trying to say something different. Jasmina said, "No, he was hoeing." <laughs> <laughs> so Jasmina says, "But you know what? I'm happy for my sis, and sis looks like she happy too, and she's smirking." It, Listen, Jasmina is cute. She's just very cute. Mark and Lindsay are holding hands like throughout the whole thing. She's sitting on a stool and I think he's standing. And Mark talks and Lindsay does her Cruella laugh. And I got secondhand embarrassment again, but they tell everyone that they said yes. Noi says she's not surprised that they said yes because there are two peas in a pot. And I'm like, maybe we missed stuff. <laughs> we must have missed whole chunks of things. <laughs> Not that Noi is the most reliable narrator, but I. <laughs> there have been other times where I think either Noi or someone else has made very yeah. positive statements about Mark and Lindsay's relationship. So it's clear that they saw something we didn't see. Because none yeah. of us were expecting that, yes. I mean, the fact that they had a secret handshake, that was surprising to me. So I'm like, there's a lot that we probably didn't see. Jasmina tells them that they decided to stay married and all of them were scared because I guess they were their not sure couple. Everyone was like, oh my God, you scared us, blah, 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 but yay. Lindsay says she thinks that Mike and Jasmina would stand the, could stand the test of longevity besides her and Mark. Fail. But I'm very surprised she thinks that about them versus Olajuwon and Katina. Remember, Olajuwon is her friend. <laughs> Yes, that's why I'm... Well, okay, so she knows. Is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Okay, she so knows. She knows. <laughs> Jasmina says she just wants to feel like she gave 100%, and if they called it quits right now, she wouldn't feel like she gave it her 100%. Steve says, you know, they have a tradition. On their wedding day, he gave Noe a ring pop, and he opened another one and gave her a ring pop. And then he tells her, but don't put it in your mouth because he knows how it turns your mouth blue. And then he gets on one knee and proposes with the James Allen ring and tells her, I want you to be my adventure buddy, a sushi father, and my partner in life. And Noi is like full on sobbing. Like, I, she was totally surprised. And that was pretty nice to see. It's like sometimes you can tell like you knew that was coming, but you could tell like she was not expecting this at all. I felt bad for her because she was having such a genuine reaction. I'm like, you know, this is a commercial for James Allen. Uh, I don't feel bad. We don't have to be in debt. She's already worried about finances and they got this covered. It's going to be a commercial, but she still has the ring. Who cares? <laughs> I hope she's like, I don't know. Some people are weird about lab grown diamonds. I'm not. 
So yeah, I hope she's cool about the lab-grown diamond. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm killing that very nice moment. It was a very nice moment. She was very surprised. And I love that she got a, a second ring pop and a real ring. Yes. And sidebar, I mean, again, editing. But when he gave the ring pop, Olajuwon had this look in his face like he didn't appreciate being upstage or outdone or anything. But I could be tripping, but that was what I saw. And then she says, I get to have two rings. And honestly, I felt a little awkward because I just felt like all the men just looked bad. <laughs> like no one thought of it. Like, because <laughs> she was really like, she cried for a long time. Like, it took her a while to stop. So, and then she, he, as he put the ring on her hand, she's like, You know my size. And he's like, It's the one thing I knew about you before I even met you. So. Oh, that is cute. But I guess he also had to because you know they don't show us anymore. But they had to pick our rings, I guess, back in the day. So they always used to tell them their ring size. So she tells us in a confessional that she's obsessed with her new engagement ring. Mark gives a toast and says he's glad he did this, and you know, glad that Lindsay being there for him and meeting everyone. Mark says he's grateful he was selected, and the future looks so bright. And they all end the episode by toasting to. Marriage is hard. That's terrible. <laughs> That's My a terrible thing dream. to toast to. A terrible thing to toast to. My hope and dream is that all those men watched Stephen Noy. And by the time we get to the reunion, maybe someone else will have a ring too. Ha. Well, the only other person... Okay, this is going to sound bad. I know it's a commercial. If it's a commercial, then yeah, maybe. If it's sponsored, but... I don't think anyone can afford a ring right now. They should have fresh new checks from Lifetime, from Kinetic Content. Um, they're going to want to use it for other things. Elijah wants to travel. Oh, that's true. Mark has to do reno on his house, and Michael needs to actually get an apartment. That's a down payment right there. Security deposit. That's true. So. <laughs> the weird thing about these couples is I'm semi-happy for some of them, but I don't have... um like unrequited joy for anybody that is such a good take because that's true like the 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 gold standard was like woody and amani that's what i was thinking (laughs) (laughs) you're just like oh my god they made it they did like you're just so happy for them but for everyone it's like trepidation like (laughs) You're going into the forest. Are you really happy? Okay. If you say so, you like it, I love it, maybe. And then some you're just like, I hate it. Go away. So yeah, I understand completely what you mean. But it's not like Houston. Houston was complete. mm -mm. Like, Mm -mm. I hate all of you. None of you need to be together. Don't care. But this is like, you're hopeful because at the essence, they're good people. So, most. (laughs) so but yeah but i think it was a good um decision day i'm so glad they nobody has the bright idea to split decision day into two episodes we got a glimpse of the reunion hallelujah kevin is in the building literally no more tv screens and Lindsay telling dr viviana viv you cut me off oh oh, (laughs) hell no (laughs) I can't wait. I love reunions. I can't. I'm so looking forward to it. I am too. I can't wait. So, um, all right, Aid. Um, who has your bouquet this week? My bouquet goes to Michael and Jasmine. Oh. Because in the very, very, very beginning, 
They were my couple. They were who I was rooting for. Now, as I just said, I'm not filled with unrequited joy because right now they don't look that together. <laughs> They're not going to live together. They're not being intimate. Were it not for After Party, I would be sad. But I still have hope for them. And I still have hope that on my TV screen, I will get to have this joy with them, this couple that I rooted for from the very, very beginning. Yes. Who has your bouquet? Oh, sorry. My bouquet, I have to give my final bouquet to Steve and Noi. Um, Steve was just the best husband from beginning to end. Just like the way he consoled her when she was crying and thanking him. Noi for even thanking him in some ways, providing acknowledgement of the things that he does for her and just watching their recap. Like, I mean, all of it was a roller coaster, but all in all, they seem to have a good journey and she's going to move in with him, which we all knew she got the ring and the proposal and she just seemed genuinely happy. And, you know, I hope they make it through, but they gave me the feels. So who has your burnt ashes? My burnt ashes goes to a larger one. <laughs> Who said yes on decision day by saying, you suck, but you try real hard. (laughs) I hope to never hear such a thing again. (laughs) Who has your burnt ashes? My burnt ashes goes to Lindsay and Mark. They had no business to say yes in any shape from any language. They should not have said yes. Like Lindsay for taking us through that zigzag journey, saying whatever she wanted to say. Mark looking scared, but still saying, okay, yes. Like, Again, we're missing something because Noi says they're two peas in a pod, but nothing about this two should be together. I don't think, I know I said on paper they're good for each other, but after all the things that we've watched after I said that, they're not, they don't bring out the best in each other. Let me put it that way. So you guys, that's it for this week. Um, It feels somewhat like the season's over, but we do have two reunions that we're very much looking forward to and happy to cover. Yep. you can also find Tane with Nana on the Rewatch podcast. They are rewatching Sex in the City. They'll be back with new episodes in two weeks, recapping season five of Sex in the City. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at AlterCallMAFS. That's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. We love hearing from you guys on social media. Yes, we're available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for your support and for listening to our show through the season. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and give us a five-star rating, please, on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And we look forward to recapping next week, part one of the reunion. So see you then. Bye. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.